Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And, you know, uh, you know, I'm not deep in the sports, but I am a little bit. You know, we saw some bad actors this weekend on the field for one reason or another. And I'm turning to my husband and I was like, these are grown <laughs> men. What is up with that? You know, but unfortunately, there's some bad actors off the field as well. And so we're going to get a little insight uh, on both of them with my boss, one of them. Anyway, got so many. Uh, (laughs) The CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment and Sports Network, Princess Cooper. Welcome back. Well, you're always there. (laughs) Behind the scenes, if not, you're you're there. Hi, good morning. How you doing? Cool. Good morning, Gretchen. I want to know, because I say the same thing to Reverend Robinson, um, that in the stands, on the field, before the game, um, I say, you know, what's going on with all these confrontations and fights? But what game were you watching with, with your husband that you saw, well, saw this happening? I didn't necessarily see the game. I just saw clips. And it's interesting how the the – the most attractive thing that they want to show over and over again, and I don't know if it's a man thing. I, I wonder if women were running a little bit more. We constantly see this, but they seem to celebrate um, all of the, the things that take place on the field, the, the fights and everything. And I'm like, you, hey, you know, the guys that are – I expect the guys that are in the booth and, and running things, whoever's running things, are supposed to be the more mature ones who know that the people on the field are probably in their – 20s and they still haven't fully matured yet anyway uh, you know or getting hit in the head and that's why they're not thinking straight so uh you know i so i just you know i saw some clips and i'm like you know really not you know just yeah wasted my time as far as i was concerned so anyway yeah. um so, but I know we're, uh, the princess is going to drive the conversation today because there's a few things that <laughs> she wanted to discuss. Um, yeah. and I don't blame you. I looked at, I got a chance to kind of quickly glimpse at some of that stuff and I'm like, well, you know, it, it's always something, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you want to start? I'm going to let you drive it. I really want to start with Mel Tucker for a lot of reasons. Um, I really liked him as a coach when he was hired at Michigan State to replace Mark D'Antoni, which, who was there 14 years. And so I think Mel Tucker's about three years in. Um, his first year he went 11-2, and two, and they gave him a 10-year, $98 million contract after that 11-2 and two season. He was the highest-paid African-American coach in any sport um, at that point. He had a pedestrian year in 2022, um, and he started off this year, uh, um, you know, uh, really um, in, in, in a lot of confusion because this whole thing was filed in April, March or April. And this whole thing is Brenda Tracy, um, who is a sexual misconduct advocate. She was gang raped at Oregon State while she was in college at the age of 24. Um, So she became a sexual um, misconduct activist. And this young lady has been speaking all over Power 5, and when I say Power 5, the conference like SEC, ACC, Big Ten. She was speaking all over 
um, to the football players or any team that wanted to kind of head off or get some information or let the college students know that we don't advocate sexual misconduct. So she did this for the football team at Michigan State. Obviously, a relationship developed over time, and they were texting back and forth, and eventually he said, I love you. But um, on one occasion, she said for 36 minutes, he was having phone sex with her, and she asked him what was he doing. And they were FaceTiming, and he said, you know what I'm doing. And he was masturbating while on (laughs) um, a FaceTime with her. And she um, said she didn't like it. Now, it took maybe four or five months. And then she filed a sexual harassment um, suit with um, Title IX in Michigan State, saying that that was unwanted, that she did not want him to do that. And she sat frozen for 36 entire minutes while he was doing that. Um, And so they investigated, filed an investigation in April. They did not do anything. He coached two games in September, but when this got out into the news, they suspended him for two weeks. And after two weeks, they went ahead and fired him um, and said that they would not pay him the, the rest of his $79 million. That was owed to him. So that $16 million he got was all he was going to get, and here we are. But if you look at this even further, and I know this is a long story, Brenda Tracy had asked him for money, um, had asked him to fund her document series that she wanted to do about sexual misconduct. She had asked him for $10,000 because she had paid back some back taxes, and she said she was down to her five, last $5. Um, she had sent some text messages to a friend. And that friend had gotten into a car accident um, and were released from the hospital and was at home. And Brenda Tracy went to see her, and the family said that she continued to ask for her friend's phone and computer so she could delete the text and the messages from emails that were on there. And here we are <laughs> in October 2023, and Mel Tucker is fighting this firing, and Brenda Tracy looks like a bad actor in it. And she is culpable. Now, did Mel Tucker make a horrible mistake? Yes, he did. Um, Anytime you're going to pull your package out at work and do this for 36 minutes on FaceTime, there's something wrong with your decision-making. But Mm -hmm. even in his decision-making, he got with the wrong woman, and now she has now filed a sexual misconduct, sexual harassment suit against the, the state of Michigan, Michigan State, and Mel Tucker. Okay, so <laughs> I, you you have brought this to me, and I had a chance to kind of quickly delve into it, and I still don't know <laughs> nearly enough about this. But I do have some things I want to question and also point out. One, um, <laughs> if you're going to get involved with the person who is an advocate for those who are being sexually harassed do you really do this kind of be first of all do you if you are even prone or have a thought about any kind of odd or or maybe some people don't think it's odd but you know um let's say oh what's the word um preferred sexual behavior or whatever the case is do you really get into a relationship or get involved with the sexual harassment uh, advocate? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's yeah, my first what question. There? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. how did how did that happen? You know, that's the person <laughs> you stay away from if you're going to do something weird or yeah. you know, not necessarily in the traditional uh, sexual sense of the word. Um, you need to make sure that that relationship is solid before you go and do do something wacky. That's one. Uh, mm-hmm. My other thing is, you said she was on the phone with him while he's doing this for thirty six minutes. <laughs> that is the key one that most of the guys on on the radio show last night were talking about. What are you doing for thirty six minutes? There had to be a lot of conversation. Why? <laughs> Why, if you didn't like it, why are you wasting your time? I mean, it, I, it in the call, right? 
I mean, seriously, what are you doing? I'm, you know what I'm doing. I don't want you to do it. Stop it. I ain't stopping it. Bye. <laughs> I'm there sorry. You go. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yes. I, I, that's, so then I, I want to, my other question to you is I don't really know who he is. Uh, and to mm-hmm. find out about these accolades and the fact that he's getting this money, I wanted to find out what is his past history? What brought him to the point where he was making all this? What made him this hot commodity? Because well, I don't um, think you gave me enough background on that. As far, well, for me I, anyway. You know, and I I'm think... not, like I said, I'm not the sports person in terms mm-hmm. of all of the, the details in the background. So. Well, he's worked as a coach in the NFL and college football. As a matter of fact, he was an assistant coach in with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he's had a good history. I think he's in his okay. 50s. Um, and I think he worked with one of um, our guys that's going to be on the night, Coach Jay Hayes, who's coaching now in the XFL, which is going to merge. Um, and before that, he was with Marvin Lewis um, in the Cincinnati Bengals, along with his brother. He was just a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator coordinator and his brother was offensive but Jay Hayes discussed Mel Tucker he worked with him at um they were coaches at Notre Dame together he has he a play? very good rich um yes he did they, okay. yes he did you know so it's not like Mel Tucker is new to the game of football it's not like he's okay. new to the nuances of being a coach in football um, mm-hmm. And I think this was his first head coaching position, um, and it was a good one and an excellent one at that. Michigan State has a storied history itself and was left in good standing by Dan Tony. Mm-hmm. But somewhere it so went off the rails. The con- so the conspiracy theorist in me wants to ask, was he targeted? I knowing what I know now and knowing and, and, and understanding what I've seen over my time in, in on this earth, I would assume yes. I would think yes, he was targeted. I thought that after the eleven and two season and they gave him almost a hundred million and then after that hundred million, I don't think he won five games and then we come into this season, they still owe him eighty million. They've given him eighteen so far. Um and the the writing was on the wall that maybe he was not who they thought he, they were. They were trying to get out of the contract. Maybe they used Brenda Tracy to do that. Um, and at the same mm. time that she was seeing him, she was seeing the head coach of Georgia Tech basketball, men's basketball, Damian Stoudemire, who also played in college in the NBA. So it was not like she had this track record of being just – you know, this graceful woman, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to attack her too much. But obviously she right. had some issues. And obviously she didn't mind developing several relationships um, in several different cities. And I think, this, he, I think he trusted the wrong one. Um, mm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to absolve him, though. He was a married man no. with two children. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and we've forgotten all about that and the fact that um, he's torn up his whole livelihood and changing the trajectory of his life and his children, but he's also his relationships. I don't know if he can go home, and, and that is all sad, and that is all sad behind a young lady that meant him no good in the beginning, um, you uh, know. Sounds and, like someone thinking with the wrong head again. So. <laughs> There you go. So when people there you will go. learn. So, but I anyway. find this sad and disheartening. It is because he he looks like me, and and I hate to keep saying that. And I want to see us. It's hard for an African American man to get a really good prime job in college football mm-hmm. or the NFL. I hate to see that he's also messed it up for himself, and maybe for those coming along in the future, because people can say those in the hiring position, the power, to say, no, we don't want to mess with, you know, an African-American at this time. Look at what Mel Tucker did. And they do that. They do that. And also, the women involved, I I want them to get some help. I want his wife to get some help and to Mm -hmm. see some type of counseling 
so that she can be better and, and move forward or move back with him. And I want Brenda Tracy to get some help, obviously, um, <laughs> um, as a sexual, sexual misconduct advocate. She has a lot of things going on in her life. At, yeah, at that. That I mean, and, and you know, when I also was talking about the conspiracy thing, not I'm not saying that I don't necessarily think she might have done it on her own. I think Correct. someone that wasn't happy with him might have used her. Absolutely, possibly. Absolutely, so. that that is a, an assumption that would not would not be far fetched. Yeah. It's it's a sad situation all the way around. It really is. There's just so many components to this. I, I just hate to see what happened. So yeah, uh, yeah. Just you got to keep everybody in prayer with that one. So and and hopefully mm-hmm. there's some lessons to be learned. And then you know people observing this will know how not to proceed from from there and and how to proceed from there. You know depending but on what you know, lesson Gretchen- you need to learn. We see bad behavior all the time, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll even, you know, it'll stop and catch me and put me in, and and you know, and I'll say, wow, well, we got to make better decisions. And I know sometimes we're put in in poor situations, but we got to come out of those where it does not hamper who we are, our integrity, and our livelihood. Mm-hmm you know, moving forward. And I'm not saying that all of us are perfect. And we make mistakes. You know, women approach men and they get interested. Okay, I understand. But a mistake is not at work in your office on state ground, on Michigan State's office, and you pull out your stuff and do that. That in itself, if he'd done it at the hotel, I don't think we would be talking. But he did it on company time, on company um, um property um yeah awful and we can move yeah. on because it does still upset me we can move on okay all right well unfortunately we got well do we want to take a break or you want to continue to the next topic you know what let's take a break and come back um because okay because I, I don't think right. any of these are <laughs> i just really want to talk about them yeah, let's we all need break. to ahead, breathe in between these so we're going to take a quick break. Here with Princess Cooper of Never Had It So Good Networks. This is Dee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, Princess Cooper, who is also um, a, a guru on all things sports, and so that's why I go to her. But also, and let me say this before we go forward, because, yeah, we got we got a lot of other things to discuss. Please remember and understand that we – as much as we would like to, we can't solve all these situations in the little bit of time that we get a chance to talk about it. But we have to yeah. use this platform to shed light there on these, to bring these attention, these these um, situations to attention, so that maybe someone listening can learn something from them. Maybe there can be um, positive discussions about this. And when I say positive, I mean something that's going to be proactive, that's going to to affect some sort of change. So please understand, when we're talking about these, 
it's not that in the 15 minutes or 30 or 45 or an hour or whatever it is that we talk about these that the issue is going to get solved, but maybe some component of what we're talking about will trigger something in someone that will cause some sort of uh, proactiveness where some change will occur where some of this doesn't occur anymore. So please just remember that when we're discussing this. So um, what, what do, where do we want to go next? Uh, I know, do you want to talk about the Cardinals right now? No, I want to go to Deion Sanders. I want to go to Coach Oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. a little bit lighter, um, so, okay, good. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that was the uh, that last one was heavy. Let's go to Coach Prime. And, and listen, yes. Gretchen had asked me off air. What did you ask me, Gretchen? I asked you, and, and I'm not trying to take away from the light that's being shined on him in a positive way. Uh, I am very, very happy that he's doing good work. And, uh, you know, I mean, he gets, he gets grief from some for his, uh, I guess, um, flamboyantness so to speak, but, you know, but the thing is, he is doing the work to back it up, and that's a good thing. But what I wanted to find out is, you know, now that he's kind of, uh, you know, been shut down a little bit with a couple of games, wanted to find out, was he overhyped? That's the question I think I asked you, you know. Is it, was he too good to be true, or, or what is it, you know? Part of me says, well, what he's doing is almost like the <laughs> the Taylor Swift effect that's happening uh, <laughs> with the teeth. <laughs> we won't go into that so much. But, I mean, I think a little bit of that is happening with his team. Is he, What he has done has managed to, to bring a little bit more attention to, to the team and, and the community. And, and so, you know, the, he has a team now, and, and he is a coach now that people can kind of get behind and support. And so, you know, there's, a, I guess, a reawakening maybe. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah. My thoughts are is that at the beginning of the season, um, I, I looked at his schedule, and we've looked at his schedule all summer. We've looked at his schedule since he was hired in January. And at best, I thought they could win with four games. Um, and they've already won four games. And there's no way I thought they would beat um, TCU. But once they did, I thought maybe they'd beat Nebraska. And then I really thought they'd clobber Colorado State, and they didn't. Um, and then they really then hit those established in the Pac-12, Oregon, um, they were just no match for. And then um, USC, they almost beat them. Um, and USC um, just does not have a defense. But I think USC only won that game by three points. But they then go to Arizona and win that one. It was a tough one, though. They win that one, and it may have been Arizona State. And then they come back for Stanford, and they are tw- up 29 at halftime. And they, they end up losing in double overtime. But back to Dion, I don't think that it's overstated expectations at all. Um, here's a couple of things. The Colorado Buffaloes are sold out in every game. Um, they have already sold out all tickets. They had maybe two or 3,000 at spring game last year. Um, the stadium was sold out for spring game this year. Um, they had to raise Dion's salary. They offered him $29 million. They had to raise $28 million. As a matter of fact, the athletic director said, we've offered him this, we signed for this, now we got to go raise the money. And they did, and they did it in a hurry. Um, his, uh, the athletic store has sold out. As a matter of fact, it has made an 814 increase in profit in the store with Coach Prime merchandise. Um, the TV deals that they've had, they brought in almost $50 million just in TV deals, and once they appear on ABC or whatever, that money comes in. So in the prime effect on the Boulder, Colorado, state of Colorado, is just insurmountable. Um, they, you know, keep um, giving us estimates on how much money um, was generated when the, the Colorado buff- Buffaloes at home. Where I think it's taken a soft or negative turn is that 
at halftime this past week on Friday night. They're up 29 to nothing on Stanford. Shadur Sanders, his son, um, he's on Instagram, and he shares the link to go buy his merchandise, um, his own line, on Instagram. And he then puts out, he makes a statement on his social media that Stanford is cooked. That's done. So he was trying to sell his merchandise and give the links and give his Instagram and da-da-da-da-da. Well, if they had won, that probably would have been accepted, but they didn't win. And, you know, who saw him? Even if the players saw him, they were not going to tell Shador on Shador. That's the coach's son. And that's why I think maybe it's gone off the rails just a little bit. It's the latitude and, you know, that's given to his, you know, Shador and his other son, Shiloh, who are on the team. His other son, Deion Sanders Jr., is, is hired by the university as marketing, and he's very, very good. And his daughter is playing basketball at Colorado. So he has four children there um, with them every day. So, but, no, I don't think it's overstated. Um, when Colorado started this with Deion Sanders in January, they had 50,000 um, followers on Instagram. They now have over a million. It's not overstated how much money that can bring in, too. Uh, he has been a finance juggernaut, um, for sure. And his son, Shador, in just, you know, name, image, and likeness, the NIL deals, is making almost $5 million a year. So, and, and driving wow. around Kansas in an Aston Martin. Unfortunately, Gretchen, we as adults sometimes have problems handling money and handling stardom and how to, to juggle all of that. It's, it's crazy to put all of that on an 18, 19, 20-year-old and think that they're going to make the right decisions every time. And then how do you mm-hmm. coach that? How do you manage that? How do you lead that? But, no, Coach Prime isn't overstated at all. And I would venture okay. to say next year, next year, there will probably be a 10-win, 10 11-win um, team because he, he's going to get the, the next pieces that he needs. Um, he's not my cup of tea, Gretchen. I think he's a little arrogant. I think there is mm-hmm. a lot of flamboyancy there that, you yeah. know, kind of rubs me the wrong way. But um, I love his approach to coaching. And I think he's a marketing guru of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I I I agree with you on, on just about all all the fronts that you you've mentioned. Um, I uh, my thing is I don't care whether you or not the game really is done at halftime. <laughs> you know, it may or may not have been, and apparently it wasn't. But why aren't you focused? on the game and supporting your teammates. Why are you doing this, whatever it is you're doing, during the game? That's not disciplined. Um, And, you know, and now you've been humiliated and humbled and all that type of stuff um, instead of, you know, keeping the focus on, you know, the team and maybe taking a look and saying, you know, this was good, but I'm seeing this. You might have been able to sit down and observe the game or observe other things that are going on long enough to see, you know, what may have turned around on the second half and may have been able to catch it by telling somebody, this doesn't look right or whatever. I mean, you've got to be focused 100% during the game, even during halftime. I mean, even when you're taking that breath, you still can't be going out worrying about your social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think he was he 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 felt comfortable, um, and that they could get anything they want. But Stanford was in Mm-mm. the locker room making adjustments and talking about how they exactly. could come out and and do just a little bit better. And um, I am sure that Shador Sanders, because this is how it goes: you come in the halftime, the coaches meet by themselves and then they decide okay this is what we're going to do this is what I saw now let's go break down and talk to our individual players so the offense gets together and they talk to the coaches and the defense gets together and maybe even further down to the quarterbacks running backs whatever but in the meantime while they were in the locker room by themselves Shadua was on the phone I can't Mm -hmm. fathom that he would have been on the phone once the coaches came in because I know coach prime has talked about that 
and really um, got into a lot of players or even having their phone while they're in the meeting room, that, you know, going over plays in practice in the conference room. He has a problem with the phone. So Shadur yeah. did this on his own, but he was not afraid that someone would see it later because if you post, it's going to let you know, okay, they posted two hours ago. Well, heck, post mm-hmm. two hours ago we were in the locker room. So he was not mm-hmm. afraid of the discovery um, of this because or I he guess he thought they were going to win. Um, yeah. He didn't think it, yeah, he thought they were going to win. And then he didn't think that, you know, he would get, I guess he would get caught or whatever. Or put, people mm-hmm. would put two and two together to realize um, you're doing this during, during, I don't care if it was halftime. It's still during the, for you, it's still during exactly. the game. That's, exactly. that's your focus. This is this is not your time to get up and go get popcorn. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But overall, um, Colorado is very happy with Coach Prime, um, Deion Sanders. As a matter of fact, the athletic director had on a um, a Colorado leather jacket. He opened mm-hmm. it up during the game, and there's a picture of Coach Prime in there. He lifts up the <laughs> collar and Coach. And Coach Prime is on uh, is written on up under the collar of this leather jacket. So everybody has bought in, and because of that, Coach Dion Sanders has filed with the government several trademarks, and that is Coach right. Prime. Um, you know, we coming all of those. He's now you know filed to to own the the rights to them. Smart by him, and I, and I yep. think this is just the beginning. Okay. Well, like I said, we, we kind of needed, I guess, a little bit of, of levity, so yeah. to speak, because we got some other things that we got to deal with, and we're going to take a break. Yeah. We are here with the mighty, mighty CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, Princess Cooper. This is G's Power Hour, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. So, um... We've got to talk a little bit about some stuff going on with the Cardinals. We're here with uh, Princess Cooper, CEO of Never Had It So Good um, Sports and Entertainment Networks. And um, uh, there's, I guess, some issues with the work environment there. Uh, Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, you know, um, the owner is is, um, Michael Bidwell. And um, finally, some of his employees, employees are coming forward and filing some complaints or at least exposing these complaints. And their first complaint is that the Arizona Cardinals do not have a um, human resource department at all. They don't know who to go to. There is no HR. And they feel that some of those complaints are as follows. And these are female, mostly African-American females, who said that they are trained um, on what to wear and how short or how long it should be um, and what they're to wear at work. And I know there's dress policies at every work, but I think these supersede some of what they would like to see. They're also trained on how to interact with male staff members. Um, There's a certain way that they have to be around them, and um, they feel that that is um, something that needs to be desired because the men don't get the same training on how to interact around the Mm. females. Um, and then one of the other things that they complained about is one of the young ladies was coming back from um, maternity leave, 
and she was breastfeeding and she had a breast pump and she would try to go to the women's uh, bathroom to do so. And they said, no, um, we don't want to see that around here. If you want to, you got to go down to the locker room and do it in so in one of the showers. Um, that's where you can do it, and that's the only place that you can do breastfeed and then put that milk wherever you need to store it while you go home. Um, so there's been a lot of different complaints, but Bidwell has come out and said that um, he's made mistakes, and in hindsight, maybe he would have done some things differently, but he also thinks that people don't like his direct personality or his direct and way how he manages them. But he says maybe he can do some things wrong. He did not commit, though, to getting a human resource department, someone in HR. So if there's a complaint of sexual harassment or a complaint of hours or whatever, there's somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the story behind the Cardinals and Michael Bidwell, accused of creating a culture of fear among his staff. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so I'm, I've scanned a little bit. You know, he's 58 years old. He's a, He was a lawyer before he, um, I guess, grabbed up the Cardinals, I guess because he could. Um, so, but do you, I mean, are, I mean, we have this complaint, but are there other teams that are, are I guess, structured in, in this manner, manner? Do most of them have a human resources department? As far as we know, I don't know, I don't know if there's any rule of of that of of making sure you have a HR department in the NFL. But there are other teams who've had some of the same similar complaints. Um, the Washington Redskins, the cheerleaders have complained. Some of the staff have complained um, about their ownership. And, and as a matter of fact, Daniel Snyder was forced to sell his team. And he sold his team to Magic Johnson and several others in that group. So he was forced to sell his team. The Carolina Panthers have had some of the same instances of complaints um, of sexual harassment, of of mistreatment to the women, um, um, for sure. So the problems are there. And Bidwell um, became the owner of this team after his 86-year-old father passed away. He was next in line. So he has inherited the organization and everything that goes mm. with it. So, okay. um, you know, I think this is a culture that may have gone on with his dad. I don't know for sure. But I, when you are in the position of leader, of owner, um, a lot of arrogance can set in and you feel that you're untouchable and whatever you say goes. And obviously, after so long, these women finally said, okay, we're going to have to leak some of this and, and, and see what happens. Um, and now he's been, he's being held accountable. But what does that look like with the NFL? I still don't know. There's a little bit of a blurb that I saw on something called bleacherreport.com and it said, mm-hmm. I guess, because he inherited it, it says for 30 years under Bill Bidwill, who uh, I guess was the previous owner, the Arizona Cardinals were viewed as one of the league's cheapest and worst-run franchises. Uh, from St. Louis to Phoenix, Bidwill was known as Dollar Bill for his frugal management of the Cardinals, and not coincidentally, the Cards were known as one of the league's longtime losers. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know if this is a result of, you know, have you having um Bill Bidwell as a role model per se where he's like, Okay, well I'm not he didn't spend this money, I'm not spending this money or I'm not, you know, doing anything more than what my father did and he continued to have this franchise. Um, you know, and, and the thing is too, if you know I d I, I don't know, I was gonna say if you know the reputation of this franchise and you still go to work for them I mean, why would why would you do that? Uh, you know, I, although a job is a job in some cases. Um, what do you foresee happening at this point? And and I guess I'm curious in, in terms of what can be done. Um, this is a what, privately owned company per se with some rules and regulations that have to be adhered to, being that you're. Uh, you know, belong to a league, belong, you know, to the NFL. 
um, what can be well, done? What can these? Because it's not like okay, the people, unfortunately, and and not, and not trying to belittle what's going on, but the people are not coming to see the the front office people or the management or mm-hmm. even the, the yeah. administrative assistants or any of those. They're coming to see the players are on the team, and they're as long as they're making money, you know, they they're happy, and they I don't know how much any of them are going to put themselves out. Uh, to risk their careers and to risk their uh, their money for the people in behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, um, I think at this point, I- I'm sure um, there will be some fines by the NFL, um, and there will be an investigation, and they will open up an investigation if they haven't already, um, and and they will take a look at this. If no one had exposed this, you know, it would be business as usual. But now that several have come um, forward, I'm sure that there will be an investigation and there will be some fines. I don't know if the NFL can force any individual owner and franchise to get an HR department. I, I really don't know the bylaws to that point. But I do know that women have increased their viewership of football, and that's college football and the NFL. And because of that, they have buy-in power and a stake in this. And I don't think that the NFL wants to offend any percentage of its viewers. Um, And the NFL has really grown, really grown. And, you know, um, um, what do you call it? Fantasy football has really grown it, too, and extended past just the men, you know, 28 to 68 watching football on Sundays by themselves. Um, it's 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 now a multi-billion-dollar business um, in college and in the pros. So there will be some things done. I don't know if it'll go that far though. Um, it's it's hard to tell um, old tycoons who've inherited from their father or um, went out and bought a team because they have oil money or because they made money in the stock market. Um, and I would say that 99% of the the owners never played football. They earned their money somewhere else and, and bought a team, and now here we are. Um, but when it comes to men and women and and the battle of the sexes, um, men will try to create what they thought, their thoughts are off, you know, campus or off from the office, and that is this is how I think a woman should act, and they bring that to work, and they try to, to implement that at work, and that's what we have here. So, I mean, just because they don't have HR or um, in uh, EOC, you know, com- uh, department or whatever, doesn't mean they can't. I mean, there are still what labor laws. There are still there's they still are. a commission, and they mm-hmm. can take it to those particular uh, entities and have something to happen. Correct. 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 Okay. They don't just have right. to wait on the NFL. They can take it further. You are correct. Just saying, y'all. Anybody listening? Just <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Do you have something further that you want to say on this particular? No, no. Point? I, okay. Nope. All right. Because I want to throw in something. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, I want to talk about him a little bit before we go to break <laughs> because we still have one other okay. thing that we, we want to address. So, yeah, um, the, I've been hearing whisperings, grumblings, whatever you want to call it, um, about uh, Colin Kaepernick and the Jets. I mean, this has been kind of an off and on thing or, or you know, or other teams about him being – uh, a backup or him even coming in to take over where some of these quarterbacks have kind of failed their franchises. What are you, it, it should Colin be encouraged to try to get back into the NFL? I know he has been trying to keep himself, my understanding, he's been trying to keep himself in uh, football-ready condition, but it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. If I were – a betting woman, um, um, with the knowledge that I have and the people that I've talked to at several different franchises, Colin Kaepernick will never play in the NFL again. Um, the owners of the NFL have stayed steadfast in this and saying that they will block him from playing. They will still not forgive him for kneeling in the NFL um, and creating the 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 
all of the confusion that they thought he created. Um, and the Jets saying that their interest is, is not the, the headline. Um, Colin Kaepernick's agent reached out to the Jets and said, hey, he would like a tryout and at least to be a part of the practice team so that they can see what they have. The Jets said no, um, and they actually went out and hired, um, I think his name is Simeon, um, and he was working at a grocery store. So he is now on their practice team. And Zach Wilson, who was the backup to Aaron Rodgers, um, has looked pretty good the past two or three weeks, and they have continued to say Zach Wilson is our quarterback. And don't look now. Aaron Rodgers is out of his boot after surgery, um, after four, mm-hmm. four or five weeks. He's out of his boot and walking normally on the field and was throwing passes before the game on Sunday. So they're mm-hmm. expecting him or he is saying that he will be back before the end of the season, which would be crazy if you're recovering mm-hmm. from a torn torn Achilles or um, for sure. But Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. that's just rumors. Um and mostly created by those who would really like to see him get another chance. But I doubt, mm-hmm. I seriously doubt um, that Colin Kaepernick will ever play in the NFL. None of the white owners, and they're all white except for Condoleezza Rice um, at the Denver Broncos and Magic Johnson um, at the Washington Redskins. They're a minority owner. But Colin Kaepernick won't play in the NFL. That's just wishful thinking um, by us. Um, but... Thank God that he got a $189 million contract from Nike, and he's doing well. But the desire mm-hmm. to play in the NFL is still there for him. But the NFL has basically moved on from him. And there's no no way that, I mean, I mean, although I have to say, why would you want to play for somebody that doesn't really want you there? I mean, I, I, I hate exactly. that for him, but... But at the same time, I mean, isn't this some sort of discrimination in process that's happening here? Oh, I'm I'm sure it is. But, again, you have 32 private companies who are allowed to hire and fire who they want. Um, And it's hard to regulate that. And, you know, as a matter of fact, the NFL set up a workout for him about five years ago. Gosh, has it been that long? Um, and, and Roger Goodell. Wow. And um, they set up this workout for him and with all 32 teams there, there. But before it happened, they wanted Colin Kaepernick to sign some type of disclaimer or something. And Colin Kaepernick said no. So the workout did mm-hmm. not go forward. Because Roger Goodell right. admitted I think I remember that that. They, thought, they thought that he had gotten a raw, raw deal. So they were trying to right a wrong. Um, and the, even that filter. Oh well, that, that's just really sad. But then, so, but just lesson learned in terms of when they tell you we have free speech and all of these other rights and stuff that we're supposed to have. Uh, don't believe the hype. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. All right, we're gonna take our final break, and when we come back, we have some other um, non-sports-related uh, stuff that we like to talk about. Uh, here with Princess Cooper, CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks. This is Dee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Networks, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the architecture, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. 
Hey, Vera, welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Always great to have a discussion with Princess. We can talk about anything for <laughs> forever. Uh, <laughs> but we, we're restraining ourselves today, actually. Um, but uh, we wanted to get through a few things. Yeah, we have. We've been good. We've stayed on yeah. time. We've gotten our commercial breaks in. Uh, we, we've gotten a few um, topics in. Like I said, you know, we can't solve all of the problems of the world. We just want to shed a little light on them and, and make everybody aware and, and you know, engage in some uh, constructive dialogue. So, um, so princess, house speaker today? Yes, no. <laughs> wow, I don't, I don't think that Jim Jordan has the votes. Um, I know that three that has were a hard no came around. I think yesterday, if not Sunday, it was. But um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If he has the votes. I know that he's still um, – the, the vote that was supposed to take place at 1 o'clock has now been pushed back to 2 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. But um, mm-hmm. we'll see if they can get just a few, um, and I think it's just four four or five, to switch over to the Democrats. Hakeem Jeffries could be the new Speaker of the House. But I don't think that Jim Jordan is or was the answer. Um, and Steve Scalise definitely wasn't the answer who felt that, that David Duke was um, a, a pioneer in his state of Louisiana, um, an oh. apologist for, yes, for a Klansman, um, for sure. Um, and then Steve Scalise, of course, has um, blood cancer. But more than anything, right. um, he made sure that everyone knew how he felt about David Duke and that he um, was a pioneer and was a visionary to uh, in the state of Louisiana um, as far as the Klansman is concerned. How about that? All righty then. That's special. <laughs> um, anyway. Now, um, there was someone here, representative. This Now, this is um, – this. I'm looking at this from cbsnews.com, uh, an article mm-hmm. that's uh, talking about it, and says that – uh, Representative uh, Jamie Raskin, who is, according to this article, one of the most high-profile members of the House January 6th committee and the lead impeachment mm-hmm. manager in former President Trump's second impeachment trial, uh, says he's open to a bipartisan coalition. And he also said that he would think that Liz Cheney would be the natural compromise candidate. She mm-hmm. was the chair of the Republican com- conference and the number three person in their hierarchy. What are your thoughts on that? I love Liz Cheney. And remember, she didn't run for re-election because um, she was forced out by McCarthy and forced mm-hmm. out by Donald Trump, who wasn't even in the office at the time. Um, but she was not going to get the vote. Um, she was not going to get the votes if she ran for re-election this past November. But when you're mm-hmm. talking about Speaker of the House, the rules are it doesn't have to be um, a congressman. It could be just, you know, um, a natural citizen, and that is Liz Cheney um, for sure. I love to see that. And Jamie Rassman, who is a Democrat, and Liz Cheney, who's a Republican, they've worked very well hand-in-hand on the January 6th committee. Um, and this is someone that I grew to love and respect in watching that whole thing unfold um, and how she handled herself. And I've watched her over the years. This is Dick Cheney's um, former vice president. This is his daughter, Liz Cheney. But I I really like her, and I care less about party affiliation. When you're professional about your business and and show yourself, um, you have to give her, give them, give men and women props. And I I do with her. I think this is a, a good compromise. For sure. Um, As a matter of fact, someone last week after they ousted Kevin McCarthy out, said, hey, let's go get Donald Trump. He turned it down and then endorsed um, Jim Jordan and said, hey, he'd come and be the interim. And they said, no, no, thank you. So but I think that would be an excellent compromise for sure. I'd love to see that. Mm -hmm. And the only other thing I'd love to see is that um, Hakeem Jeffries get enough votes. You know, and um, he gets 212 um, consistently. I think he needs four or five more. Yeah, yeah. 
I, you know, I, I just, I think, like you said, I, I think the fact that she's like, I'm going to risk it all. I'm putting it online because I believe in what's right, even though, mm-hmm. you know, this is my party affiliation. And that's why I always say, you know, that's why I told you, like, I went um, no party affiliation. I don't believe in getting caught up with the labels. I think you vote for the person that is, will do the right thing, you know, no matter yep. what the party is, you know, and I'm not going to be, you know, in, into, well, why didn't, you know, this is the way the party votes. Why didn't you do this? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm voting, I'm voting my conscience. I'm, I'm voting with what I think God is pleased with, you know, and that, that's, that's exactly. my party affiliation right there. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, if yeah. you'll have me, that's, that's my party affiliation. So, yeah, so, yeah, they're um, uh, voting right now, I guess, um, uh, because there's some sort of clock going on on this this site that I'm looking at. But um, Mm -hmm. so I guess my my question is this, Um, with, with, uh, goodness, I forget, oh, Scalise. Um, why would he put himself out there anyway if he knew some of this stuff was going to come? I mean, don't people kind of think things through? Don't they consult with other people? Don't they know that some of this <laughs> stuff comes up to bite them in the the tootie? Well, yeah, but Steve Scalise, Scalise has been a representative of, of Louisiana 10, 15 years, so, and, and he gets, continues to get voted back into office. Um, and he, mm. you know, eventually gets to be chair of a committee. So in spite of their history, um, he seems to still have had some success. And someone convinced him that he would have this success now, and he has not. Um, and and all of that came out. And, and the fact that he has blood cancer, um, I don't know. I, I would have bowed out. But for a moment there, they voted him over Jim Jordan. And said that's who they were going to coalesce around, and then they said right. no. Once you know, <laughs> no, and so he he backed out, you know, um, for sure. And I, I I'm looking at it now too. And Republicans with 214, um, um, oh, they're present. I don't think they said yay or nay. Yet. No, this is just present um, right now. Yeah, I'm okay. looking at this, the, the that, mm-hmm. um, but no, they don't have they don't have they haven't put in the votes yet. Um, but the thing is, is that um, just because you're successful in a niche per se, doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're successful in general. You know, just because yeah. he's successful by Louisiana standards, doesn't necessarily yeah. mean he's successful by the nation standards. There you go. And you know, thank goodness, and, and that's what you that got to look the at. The nation, thank goodness that the 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 diversity in the nation came forward and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. he's a Klansman apologist. He's a David Duke apologist. He believes in the Klan. You know, he so that may work in Louisiana. He may yeah. even be, uh, you know, but that, that may walk in Louisiana for the sheet. <laughs> Just amazing. Hey, or the dry cleaners. They may be keeping him there. I don't know if I said this live on air with you, Gretchen, but." I remember as a child in the 70s and asking my mom, why is this big, burnt, red, black X on those people's yard? And she said, that's what the Klansmen will do if they do not like you as a black family. And they want you to move. And they'll continue to harass Mm. that family until they move. I remember that. Oh, wow. I remember that. That is crazy. Oh, wow. We gotta have a discussion about that. We oh, gotta yeah. do some planning for for our our months, our little months that comes up. Yeah. In the, you know. So. For sure. Thank you for so sure. much. Um, I know you you are a busy person and have have to go. Um, you know you are always welcome back on the show. <laughs> uh, uh, anytime, even when we have other guests, you you always jump in. So. Yeah, thank Christian. You. Thank you. I am recovering from strep, um, and I. I, I I I really it really got me down for about a week and a half. I've been working, mm. but it really, really, really got me. Um, mm. it, it wasn't COVID, but man, it, it 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 took its toll on my throat and how I talked and just my overall, you know, 
productivity um, for the past week and a half. So when I said to you yesterday, hey, I think I, you know, I want to talk to Mark again, it's the first time I've really, you know, done this since last week. So well, thank you. thank you for testing it out here. <laughs> Go get that chicken soup, girl, now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wawa well, has good chicken soup, by the way. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway, Have thank you week. all for listening. Thank you so much. Join us tomorrow. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs>